Hey, and welcome to another episode of This Expat Life. My name is Amanda Maxime, and I will be your coach and host for today. This Expat Life is your place to be if you are living abroad or are just a forever globetrotter who might be back home right now, it doesn't really matter, as long as you have an international mind and enjoy personal development. In this Expat Life, I share my own personal stories of having lived abroad, practical tips for you to upgrade your expat life, and I have interviews with very inspiring guests. I'm very happy that you are here and I look forward to hanging out with you today. If you're watching this episode on YouTube, then you can see that I'm in yet another digital studio. Well, not so digital. I'm at the house of a friend. I um, usually record my episodes at home. But as you maybe know, I live in front of a primary school and there's always so much noise going on, even on the weekends, because kids come to play there. And the microphone picks it up. And I'm the type of podcast host who doesn't want to record episodes with a lot of noise on it. So usually I record my episodes on weekend mornings, like early in the morning when I'm sure there are no kids. And sometimes when I have the chance, I go out and record the episode in other houses. So today I'm very lucky, um, also sitting in a beautiful room. Uh, this is the house of my best friend who is an interior designer on the side as a hobby. And I always love hanging out here. And now I have this beautiful decor. So if you're listening to this on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, make sure to check out my YouTube channel as well to see where I'm currently sitting at. Okay, so diving in today's topic, if you listen to some of the previous episodes or follow me on Instagram or LinkedIn, you know that I am moving to Rio in a couple of months. The plan is to move there in January and stay there for six months. And I took this decision to move here in just four days. And I thought it would be nice to record an episode about this because I know not everyone takes these big decisions very easily. Something that I think is very funny about me, and maybe you recognize this as well, is that I have major decision stress in my daily life. I don't know what to wear. I don't know what to eat. I don't know what to choose at the restaurant. I don't know what bar to go to. If someone asks me, what do you want to do? Where do you want to go? I just freeze in stress because I don't know what to choose. I don't know when this started, but it's, it has definitely got worse over the years. I wasn't like this when I was younger. And I recently actually had a friend over from London. He, we met in Amsterdam and it was up to me to choose a restaurant. But every time that I try to think of something and pick a cocktail bar before and then a restaurant and all had to be walking distance. And I had a few options in mind, but when it was time to take the actual decision of a plan for that evening, I just froze and I just postponed the decision. And uh, when I finally met him in Amsterdam, he saw me making the reservation on the phone and he was like, what are you doing? I need to take charge of this next time. And we laughed at it. Well, I laughed at it because it's just so typical for me. I postpone minor decisions all the time um, till I can't do it any longer. And it's actually a super annoying habit because it takes a lot of headspace for me. I keep thinking about it. I keep making initial steps in the decision-making process, but then I just leave it. So that's a lot of time and energy wasted. So when I was in Amsterdam last week, I really thought, okay, I really have to change this. But anyway, the funny part is that while I have this decision stress in minor decisions in my day-to-day -day life, I do not have this at all when it comes to the big, bold moves, like moving to Rio. I can decide that in a heartbeat or in four days in this case. But I know some people spend months, even years on taking decisions like quitting their job or moving abroad or going on a sabbatical. And I don't have that problem. 
the big decisions, I take them so easily. And that's why I decided to record an episode about it, because I thought maybe it will help you to see how I take these big decisions and uh, what thoughts I think and what kind of energy helps me in this decision making process. So you might feel inspired to actually take action on the big moves that you envision. So just to recap, what am I actually going to do? Well, like I said, in January, I'll be moving to Rio for probably six months. It may be a little bit longer. It may be a little bit longer. This is one of the things I will talk about in a bit, what has helped me in this decision-making process, but that is the general idea. And this idea doesn't come from nowhere. Obviously I have been talking about living in Rio for years now. Already when I was a diplomat, I was living in the capital Brasilia at the time, but I was traveling very often to Rio. I thought I want to stay at least three to four weeks. I will take some annual leave and just go there for three to four weeks and be a carioca, which is a a local uh, person in Rio and to probably work on my side hustle a little bit, but also really enjoy uh, city life over there. So that was my plan to do that in the final year, half a year of my time uh, in Brazil. But then sadly, of course, the pandemic happened, so I never got to Rio. But the idea of staying in Rio for a while was always on my mind. I love Rio so much. I feel so at home in that city. My eyes start to glow every time I start talking about Rio. I am just so happy there and I've always wanted to go back. And then obviously about, I think it was a year, year and a half later, I quit my job and started my coaching business. And from the beginning, I designed my business in a way that I could work remotely, that I could work from anywhere in the world, wherever I wanted to settle for a little bit or even while traveling. With the idea, obviously, that I could do it from Rio one day as well. But then, you know, life happens and there was never really a good time to leave. So in early 2022, I visited Brazil again uh, to visit some friends. And I also stayed in Rio for about, I think it was two times, six days or something. So not long enough to feel like a carioca, but at least long enough to spend some time in this marvelous city. And by the time I actually didn't feel like spending a few months there because so much was going on in my personal life with everything that had happened, there was change after change. And it was nice for me to spend some time in the Netherlands still. So staying longer in Rio wasn't really on my radar at the time, but then 2022 turned in 2023 and I really craved more Rio time, but again, I didn't know when to go. So basically for this fall, I had found a six week period for me to go. I obviously didn't want to go in summer because summer is super nice here in the Hague. I love spending time on the beach here, especially if the weather is good, but even when the weather isn't good, it's nice to be here in summer. And I usually reserve Latin America for the winter period here so I can escape to something more tropical. So I'd found this period in fall and it was right in between the due dates of my two sisters. So I wouldn't miss out on the birth of my uh, niece and yet to decide other uh, nephew or niece. Um, and it would also fit well with my calendar for my coaching, because even though I build my business in a way that I can do it from anywhere in the world right now, I think 50% or perhaps even 60% of my clients are located in, uh, the Hague or in Amsterdam. I also coach there. 
So I do a lot of in-person sessions and I actually enjoy that. I love online sessions as well, but in-person sessions for me are always the best. So while I'm in the Netherlands, I don't mind having these in-person sessions and to not be as remote as I'd like generally. For me, it works pretty well. And so I had found this period that I was just going to round up the coaching journey with most of my clients so I could leave for six weeks and maybe have an online session with uh, the ones that remained before starting any new coaching journey. So it was perfect. Or perfect? Actually, not so much, because if I was really honest with myself, I didn't want to go for just six weeks. I had always envisioned that I would live there for a little bit to really be a karaoke and Six weeks, I mean, if you lived abroad for yourself for at least a year or longer, you know that six weeks is nothing. For some people, it may be a lot, but for me, that just feels like a holiday, something light, something you just touch upon the city and that's it. So to me, if I'm honest, it didn't really count. But I was also in a relationship at that time and I wanted to give that a fair chance. I had this dream of being in a stable relationship with someone close by in the same city. So I, you know, going abroad for three, four, five, six months didn't really make sense at the time. And it's not that I didn't go abroad because of the relationship. I mean, there were other factors into play uh, at that time, but it was definitely one of the reasons. And actually a part of me thought I can still do it and we'll just arrange to visit each other. But that didn't really add to my vision of having this stable relationship with someone close by. And if you know me a little bit, if you listen to some of my previous podcasts or joined my courses or my coaching, you know that I always try to include my vision, my dream of where I want to go to into the here and now already. And so if I dream of a stable relationship with someone close by, then it doesn't really make sense for me to leave, if you know what I mean. So long story short, I thought, you know what, I'll just go for six weeks and it will have to do. That's it. And then maybe in a year or so I can go for a little bit longer. But then my ex broke up with me. I didn't have a relationship anymore. And as I was crying over the phone with one of my best friends and saying how much I felt like I was being thrown back in time, how much I didn't feel at home in The Hague, that I felt so stuck there. And she said, like, is it even the right choice to stay in The Hague? That ignited something in me. And I knew right away, oh, it's time for Rio. I can now live my Rio adventure. But emotionally, I was a wreck. So even though that idea crossed my mind, and it was definitely in my mind, my emotions were so much more dominant. So that evening, I just disregarded it as something, you know, I'll deal with that later in the future. Yet, exactly four days later, I had already taken the decision to go to Rio. So what had happened in those four days? Well, actually not much, but I started speaking with more friends and I really started valuing my emotions more. So not the emotions about the relationship, but uh, really about this feeling of not feeling at home in The Hague, of feeling so stuck here. And it's something I've been feeling for a couple of years already. It's it's definitely got better over the years, but there's still a big part of me that feels like this isn't exactly the life that I want to live. And so I started valuing these emotions more. Instead of disregarding them as so many of us do, and I have in the past as well, I really took them seriously. And I thought, okay, maybe it is now time to take action on it. 
And in those days that followed, I allowed myself to dream a little bit more about it, to think about this decision, but you know, it didn't really change much. I hadn't taken my decision. I just kind of like put it away. I was still dealing with the emotions. This was just a couple of days after he broke up with me. So I was still a wreck. And then I remember uh, hanging out with friends on a Friday afternoon, friends I had met in Brasilia. Some of them were actually in the Netherlands visiting another friend of mine. And we were all together and I still had some work to do, but being around them already made me feel so happy because it felt like I was being at home again in some way. With these girls, every time I'm with them, we shared so many beautiful memories together. We were a group of young single female diplomats really committed to living a fantastic life in Brazil. And we went through so much together, good and bad things. And every time I'm with them, I just feel like how I felt in Brazil. And that is just really happy, really at home, really peaceful and really alive also. So I was still doing some work and I had to ring with Coco. She's another friend of mine and we were organizing an event together. And um, we did some business talk, but at some point I told her, look, I have some issues that I would love your advice on. And I told her, I have been thinking about going to Rio, but uh, I don't know if it's the right choice. Can you help me with that? And that's when I realized that in those days that I was thinking about the option of going to Rio, there was a big part of me that said yes, basically my heart. But then there were a lot of inner, more critical voices that were like, no, you shouldn't do it. And this is something that happens to, I think, almost everyone. Uh, your heart wants something, your heart desires something, but then your mind, your inner critic starts to give you a list of reasons why you shouldn't do it or why you can't do it or why it will never work out. And that was the case for me as well. So my main reasons of not going were actually two-folded. One was about a relationship. So somehow I had this belief inside of me that I can only have a good stable relationship the way that I wanted if I stay in The Hague. And the moment I said it out loud to Coco, I was already like, this doesn't make sense. Yet it was a big belief that was inside of me. I'll come back to that in a little bit. And the second was that I thought I need to stay here if I want my business to grow. And both are so incorrect. And I think both really stem from a bigger belief that I need to work hard and I need to hustle and grind to achieve success, whether that's about love, to have a loving relationship or about my business and having coaching clients. And yet it is such a false belief. I don't know where I picked it up. I mean, I have some ideas if I go back to my childhood, but um, it is such a false belief because Coco really challenged me. She asked me, Amanda, can you only have a relationship if you stay in the same city? And I thought, no, I've had a long distance relationship before. That was quite good. Um, you don't have to live in the same city. But my belief was even worse. It had to be in The Hague. It had to be in the Netherlands. And now that I'm talking about it, I think, oh, maybe it has to do with the fact that I dated abroad a lot. This is maybe another topic for an episode one day, if I feel ready to open up about that part. Um, but it wasn't always successful dating. So I had short relationships, but there was always a lot of drama involved. Uh, that's also what you get when you date Latino men. Um, and my longest relationship was with someone in the Netherlands. And since I've been back, I had two other longer relationships, not super long, but 
longer than I had before. So I think this kind of planted the seed in my head that I need to be in the Netherlands for a good, stable, loving relationship. I also really didn't feel like dating foreign men anymore uh, because it's it was always, as I said, so much drama and so many issues and uh, just uh. And so I had this image that was so stubborn in my mind. It needs to be a Dutch guy and it needs to be in the Netherlands. But I wasn't really conscious of this. So when Coco asked me this, I was like, oh no, actually that doesn't need to be the case at all. If you listen to one of my previous episodes where I interviewed uh, Puk Landewe, she actually told me, I'm not sure if she also said this on the interview, but um, she met her fiance on the plane from San Francisco to Amsterdam and he was Swiss. And when Coco asked me the question, I remember this story also. And I was like, oh yeah, I can meet my guy anywhere as long as it's the right guy for me. It doesn't matter, you know, what nationality they are, where they live, where I live, where we meet, it can happen anywhere. But this was a blockage that I had to overcome, a, a false belief that was holding me back. And maybe if you listen to this, you actually recognize that with yourself as well. We all have these false beliefs about ourselves or about others or about the world. And they hold us back in so many subtle ways, which is such a pity, really. But it takes time and choices and mistakes to understand and identify those false beliefs. So when Coco asked me that question, that was already some weight that got lifted off my shoulders. And I was like, okay, you know what? I can find the one anywhere. I don't need to stay in The Hague. And if I'm honest, <laughs> if I look at the empirical evidence, actually staying in The Hague hasn't worked so well for me. So maybe it is time to uh, go to a different location. Maybe that's where I'll find my guy. And then the second part about the business that was also really holding me back because I've been working really hard to... Uh, find amazing coaching clients. I'm really lucky with them. Um, I've worked hard to set up my personal brand, you know, being everywhere on the socials with this podcast uh, to increase my reach. Um, I've worked really, really hard and I know that I'm, you know, gaining more and more traction every time. So that makes me really happy. But I also know I'm not at the point where I want to be. So I have some clear visions for my business and some are really long term and some are shorter term and I'm not quite there at the short term goals yet. So somehow the idea of me moving to Rio was another blockage and it just froze me and I thought, but I can't do that because that means I will ruin my business. Seriously, in these words, this is how I thought it. It was a pretty strong feeling around it. To me, it felt like if I would move to Rio, I would basically give up on my business. And actually this blockage, I haven't solved it 100% yet, although I can really sense that right now I'm in the process of it. But I also realized that this is just a matter of planning and strategy. I can work online a lot more and it doesn't really matter where I am. I just need to have a good strategy in place. So this was something that was solved a little bit, but it was more from a rational point of view that I felt like, okay, if I just have the right plans and stuff, I can make this work. But I still felt it's like, ooh, it feels a bit scary for my business because I don't know what will happen uh, if I actually move to Rio and, you know, I might throw my business in the garbage with it. But in that phone conversation with Coco, I really felt this dream of living in Rio coming to life again. And she basically challenged me on my assumptions and she showed me a mirror. 
Um, and I also showed myself a mirror that I was believing something that wasn't right. It didn't make sense what I was believing. And right then and there in that phone conversation with her, I thought, fuck it. Sorry for my words, but I am going to Rio. I just need this. I've been dreaming of this for so long. It is time to take my dreams more seriously. It is time to put my dreams into action and to not be held back by all these false beliefs that I have about myself and my business. And then I just told her, I'm in, I'm going to do it. I'm going to Rio. Oh my God. And the moment I said this, and you can see it in my face again, if you watch this on YouTube, but the moment I said it and I really said out loud, I'm going to Rio and it's going to be in January. I just felt like, oh my God, finally it is happening. My dream is coming to life. And that is a fantastic feeling. Okay. So what has now really helped me to actually take that decision? Well, I think the first step is to really follow my heart and not my head, as you've already seen in what I just shared about how it went in my head and all these false beliefs. I really take my heart seriously. If I feel a desire to go after something or I feel a certain pull towards a direction, I usually follow it. I've mentioned this in a previous episode about how I quit my job, but I don't question what I am interested in or what I feel called towards. You know, if something really sparks my interest and I can't stop thinking about it, even though I don't have rational reasons to do it, I usually act on that urge anyway, because that is my heart telling me something, whether that's about moving to Rio or quitting my job, all these big things, or even taking singing classes, something I've been wanting to do also for a long time, which I'm now finally doing. I don't have a good voice, but it doesn't stop me from taking action on it because I simply enjoy doing it. And your heart already knows what it wants, what is good for you. But I think in our Western society, we have come to rely so much on our head that we suppress that little voice of our heart. There is so much emphasis on results, on achieving things in your life, on making a career, on status and on other things that we do with our heads that we find it hard to just rely on our hearts or we find it hard to do something just because it gives us joy. Because what's the purpose of joy, right? Some people don't see that. I do. (laughs) So I really follow my heart and not my head. But as you could hear, this was a difficult process also for me because sometimes it is very clear, but I still have these inner critical voices that will give me all the reasons why I shouldn't do it, why it's a bad idea. So another thing that has helped me in this quick decision-making progress is to really challenge my limiting beliefs. And Coco helped me in this, but I was also doing this process on my own. And to really challenge my thoughts. Okay, so um, I was already challenging the thoughts about my business myself because I was pretty aware of those thoughts. But the part about the relationship was actually something that Coco pointed out. So if you are not really good or you haven't done it very much, uh, you know, challenging your own thoughts, make sure that you have someone who you trust, who can be like your sparring partner, who can really be the devil's advocates and to really challenge you on your beliefs and assumptions. Someone who can shift your perspective to see opportunities instead of limitations, to see joy instead of fear, to see, to see dreams instead of obstacles. I think this is really key. 
So what you can do when you are thinking about a certain decision, a big decision yourself, is that you can write down all your thoughts that you think about this decision and to really challenge yourself on each of those thoughts and to write down, okay, how would this thought look if it were the opposite and what results would that generate or what actions would that thought generate? Again, this is something that you can do by yourself, but you can also go through the list with someone else, someone that you trust. And I think personally for me, it has also become easier to follow my heart in these things because I have been doing that for longer. When I was 19, I quit my studies to travel in Latin America for initially eight to 12 months, but I stayed a year and a half and it was the best decision of my life. But so many people told me I was crazy. I shouldn't do it. It was a bad decision. It would ruin my studies, etc. But I really decided, no, I'm going to follow my heart because something inside of me tells me that I need to go there. So I've been doing this for a long time already in my life. I always follow my heart uh, with big decisions. And so I have come to trust that voice inside of me, that voice that says, hey, this is something for you. Go do it. The little nudges that it gives you. So it has become easier for me to follow my heart and not my head. And I think it will become easier for you too, the more and more you do it. And for full disclosure, um, my head gave me this list of reasons why I shouldn't do it. And I still have to deal with them from time to time. So I actually had a major breakthrough last week. I was going through some shitty week actually with a lot of emotions about a lot of things. And it triggered a lot of thoughts and beliefs about myself and my business again. And but feeling so low and talking to people about it also actually opened my eyes and gave me a huge insight about, um, yeah, how I view my business and uh, hard work and everything. I, I'm sure I will have another episode about this, but just to cut it short, um, I also still struggle with the things that my head is saying and. I, it was one of the reasons why I actually hadn't booked a ticket for Rio yet. So I took this decision in four days, but then I hadn't taken any action on it. I was also really busy and stuff, but that was also because my head was still giving me a few reasons why this wasn't a good idea. And the more you listen to it, the more it starts to generate this fear and it starts to challenge your decision. But I remained strong. I thought, no, this is my decision. My head can say whatever it wants, but I have taken a decision and I'm really happy with that decision. And the reason why I know it's a good decision is because the moment after I took it, I felt everything was more flowing in my life. Inside of me, I felt it in my body, but also outside of me. All of a sudden, whatever felt a bit like sticky or a struggle or just like uh, all the time, all of a sudden things started moving. It was kind of like, you know, these um, little snowballs and the snow is all down, it's very stagnant. And the moment you shake it, things start to like move again or come to life again. And this is exactly how I felt. My things were in motion again. It felt so much more flowy and energetic. And this is also when I knew, okay, it's a right decision that I took. So long story short, follow your heart, not your head. Your head will challenge your decision. Your head, even before your decision, it will give you all the reasons why you shouldn't do it. So it's really important to challenge the false assumption that you have about yourself or the object of your choice or whatever consequences it may generate for other parts of your life. Another thing that also really helped me always is that 
I do uh, talk about it with people. So I don't go through the decision-making process alone. I always like to, you know, share my thoughts, my thought process with others to see if, you know, is this okay? Or um, if they can challenge me a little bit, but I choose very carefully who I talk to. So I know a lot of people in my inner circle that can be a little bit of a Debbie Downer and not because they mean it in a bad way, but just because they love me and they want to protect me. And for example, moving to Rio is something that they see as a scary move because, you know, it's not so safe there. And uh, what will you do? And well, so I don't share these decisions or the, the process with certain people. I really choose carefully who I want as a sparring partner. And these have to be people that they don't have to think necessarily the way that I think, but at least that can put themselves in my shoes and to really give me objective advice. So actually my best friend told me right away, you should do it. Like, just go for it. You've been told, actually all my best friends have said this, uh, you've been dreaming about it for so long, do it. And, um, this isn't in their interest because they're going to miss me for six months. And also when I told my best friend whose house this is, by the way, um, that I was going for six months, she was like, oh, I didn't realize it was going to be for so long. But she gave me very honest advice and really thinking with my interests in a way, not with her own. And and actually and my other best friend also was enthusiastic, but she just gave me one uh, question for like as a as a check. And she only asked me, are you sure you're not running away from anything? And I said, no, this is not running away. Even though I took this decision with a lot of um, emotions after the breakup, it's not me running away. And she's like, okay, you're right. You've been dreaming about it for so long. I just wanted to make sure this isn't like um, a decision motivated by sadness or fear or whatever. Um, so find the right people around you who can help you truly in this decision-making process. And often we tend to go to our family or our best friends, you know, people who have been in our lives for so long. But like I said, not everyone has your interests at heart, um, even though they don't mean that in that way. They just want to look out for you. They want to protect you. And so, but their protection doesn't always mean that they give the best advice. So find friends who are at the same level as you, who are empathetic, who can put themselves in your shoes um, and who can give you objective advice. Uh, that will be my tip for you. Another thing that has helped me to take this decision so quickly was the fact that I have done badass moves more often. This is not my first move abroad. This is not my first, I'm giving up everything or I'm changing everything in my life. I, as I said, I traveled in Latin America for a year and a half. I moved to London for a degree and decided to stay there, eventually moved back because I wasn't happy, even though I had no other job lined up. So it was a big, big uncertainty. Um, you know, I've done these things more often and I'm not afraid to take these decisions anymore. I, because I trust my heart. I already, already said that, but these prior badass moves also give me the confidence that I know I will be okay. I know Rio is going to challenge me just for any expat. There will be difficult times. You know, I will probably deal with some loneliness or I'm not sure if I made the right move. Uh, I will question my decision. Um, 
maybe actually my business will take a blow. I don't know. And like I said, I still have these voices coming up. So I still deal with these fears a little bit. Like I also fear, for example, uh, what will I do with my house? I need to find someone for my cats. This is my biggest fear that I don't find anyone that I can really trust. <laughs> what will happen to them when I'm away? You know, these are things that are were really on my mind and that generated quite some fear. But then I also knew I will figure this out. I've done it before and I know I can rely on myself. I have true confidence in myself. So even though there are all these little fears going on or they were going on, I also felt this deep inner trust. I know I will be okay because I've done it before. I have proof that I can do it. So having done those things before has really helped me to say, okay, I am going to Rio. I'm not going to doubt myself for weeks and weeks or ask myself if I should go for much longer. No, I'm just going to decide because I know I've done it before. So there's no reason for me to overthink and overthink it because I know things will work out. In one of the previous episodes, I also share that the more you do outside of your comfort zone, the bigger your comfort zone gets. And this will also really help you to take bigger, more badass, bold moves in the future because you've done so much already. So you expand your comfort zone more and more. And this will really give you the confidence to make more badass moves. So if you are also debating a big decision, have a look at your history. Where have you done something similar uh, before? And it may not have to be in the same area. Like for example, um, in the previous episode, I shared something about having run a marathon. So that has nothing really to do with moving abroad. But running the marathon really gave me the confidence like, okay, if I just put my mind to it, I can get things done. I just need a clear goal and a schedule or a scheme and um, a commitment and then I will reach my goals. So having done that also gives me more confidence in what I'm doing right now. So have a look at your own history, relevant and non-relevant things. What have you done that have really been badass moves and that can help you in taking the decision that you're currently mulling over? And then one small thing that also helped was that I always think if it doesn't work out, I will just go back. Nothing lost. So a lot of people think, okay, if I take this decision, it's permanent or I need to stick with my decision because, you know, I took the decision. So it's my choice. So I have to stick with it. And I really don't like that way of thinking because life isn't stagnant. Life isn't permanent. You have a lot of power over your life. It is really, most of it is really in your hands. And if you took a decision and you made a choice and that choice isn't giving you the happiness that you craved or is simply not working out for you, you can always come back on your decisions. There's not some kind of decision police that will tell you that you couldn't have done that and it will send you to decision jail. Or actually there is, it's called society. People have an opinion about it, but you don't really have to care about them. That is just other people talking. Ultimately, it comes really down to you. What is it that you want in the here and now? And if you realize that you made the wrong decision, learn your lesson and change your course, change your direction, go back to where you were or try out something new. It is all possible. You don't have to stick to your decision simply because you once made that choice. So in my case, I just think, you know what? If it doesn't work out, I am one plane ticket away. That's it of moving back. 
And this is also why I always make sure I have enough savings for these kinds of emergencies that I can really think, okay, no matter what happens, I can safely land on my feet again. I can buy a ticket back home and I have at least uh, something saved up for one month, but usually a lot more. I always take care of that. So you always have this trust, this safety net for yourself that you created. If it doesn't work out, I can always move back. Okay, and then the last thing that has really helped me again in taking this decision so quickly was to act before I felt ready. Now, this is something that I have always done more or less, but the, the fundaments were there in my life. But I've really learned a skill much more when I became an entrepreneur. Because what happens is that we we want to do things well, or at least I want to do things well. I'm not a real perfectionist, but I have a bit of that tendency. And so I used to have a tendency of overthinking things, of making my thinking perfect, but then not really acting on it because I wasn't ready or the situation wasn't ready or whatever. It wasn't perfect, so I didn't really move. And what I've learned already traveling abroad, I mean, this is where you get really thrown in the deep, but what I really learned as an entrepreneur was that I just need to act even if I don't feel ready, because if I don't act, nothing will change. And if you're an entrepreneur, you need to generate that change. You also need to generate revenue or achieve your goals or find clients. And if you don't act, not much will happen. So when I quit my job as a diplomat and became an entrepreneur, I actually didn't feel ready at all. I've been thinking about quitting my job for years already but I was still living in Brazil and my plan was okay when I come back I will uh, work for a little bit and then you know land a little bit on my feet again and then quit my job but then a lot happened and my dad died and my heart got broken there was a pandemic and it kind of just I kind of postponed that decision because I really wasn't in the right place at that time until it was one year later it was summer 2021 and I realized, you know what, I'm still as unhappy as I was a year ago and nothing has changed. And this is when I realized if I don't change, nothing will change. If I don't make the move, nothing will make a move. And so I decided also, again, I think I decided this within one afternoon talking to a friend about it. I decided I'm just going to hand in my notice now for the, and I will leave in a couple of months, but I will do it even though I don't feel ready. So my plan was always to have my website ready, to have coaching clients already and to have everything perfectly sorted out before I would quit my job and start my coaching business. But in that summer, I hadn't had most of it. I had some coaching clients already to um, for the course I was taking and I had some idea for my website, but nothing was done yet, nothing. So. But I realized, okay, but if I don't make the move, nothing will change. So I have to make the move. And this is really that I learned, okay, act before you're ready. And that decision changed everything. Quitting my job and telling other people that I was going to work as a coach really changed everything for me because it put a lot of things in motion and people started helping me and talking about me and um, giving me tips. And because I told everyone and I knew I was going to be without an income in uh, about three months later, I knew, okay, now I actually have to get going. So act before you're ready. And also with Brazil, I didn't feel ready. You know, I feel like my business isn't a hundred percent remote yet. Um, 
I had a different plan of how I would do this if I were ever uh, to move to Rio. But then I remembered this and I said, no, I'm just going to act before I feel ready. Because the truth is, you'll probably never feel 100% ready. And even if you are ready, life happens. You know, even if you are perfectly prepared, life can throw you a curveball at any given moment and you will have to change your direction or change your approach. So it doesn't really matter how ready you feel. But acting on things really generates so much more change than thinking perfect thoughts. So remember that if you are going through your own decision-making process at the time and you feel like, but I'm just not ready. I don't have enough money saved yet. I don't have enough knowledge. Uh, I'm not old enough. Whatever you think around that you aren't feeling ready yet, toss it aside. Make sure you have a safety net that you created for yourself, a backup plan, but toss it aside and just act on it. And you'll be surprised with how much change it will generate for you. I guarantee you that. All right. These are some elements that I used in my decision-making process of moving to Rio, a decision I took in just four days. Um, I hope they inspired you to also take your decisions a little bit more swiftly, to follow your heart more, to take more action on your biggest dreams and to really get things in motion. And I would love to hear from you if any of these tips resonated with you, if you are putting one of them into practice and are already seeing the results of it, please let me know. My digital door is always open. You can send me a DM on Instagram or LinkedIn, or you can even share about this podcast episode on your own social media account. I would love that because also the more people who listen to the show or who watch the show on YouTube, the bigger our community gets. And I would love for us to grow this community of adventurous, self-reliant, globe-trotting, life-loving, conscious, growing expats across the globe. I'm really happy that you are here, part of this journey. And actually, that reminds me, there is one final thing that I want to share with you. This coming Monday, my signature course and group program, Expat Life School, is starting. And I am so excited about it because the group is forming so nicely already. And I can't wait to dive deeper with a bunch of committed expats who are committed to making their life better, to really enjoy their expat life and to live in an authentic way aligned with their dreams and needs. We are starting this Monday and this round of Expert Life School is also going to be the very last round that comes with a somewhat intensive community period. So Expert Life School is a do-it-yourself course. You have access to it for a year. It comes with nearly 40 videos on everything you need to upgrade your Expert Life, truly everything. Um, but it also comes with a four month period that we share together as a community. And in those four months, we have our own private online account where we engage together, where you can ask your questions, share your tips, where I will also share more inspiration and content. So you can really soak up all my expertise in a really easy way. Um, and we will also have five group sessions in those four months together where we'll dive deeper into topics like belonging, um, limiting beliefs, the ones that I mentioned here in the podcast also, and much more. And this is also where you can ask all your questions and where I will give you a lot of fun exercises for my coaching practice to do. So you can really go beyond your usual way of thinking. So you can make an actual change to your life. 
I'm super committed to helping you making that change. I do this through my podcasts here for free. And if you like these episodes and you get a lot of value of it, just imagine what you get in Expat Life School. I guarantee you, I will give my all. I'm really committed to helping you make that change. So if you want to hop on board, Monday is the last day to sign up and it's really for a ridiculously low price. You get all the 40 videos, the five group sessions, the four months in the community and with extra inspiration for me for just 125 euros a month for four months. Plus, there is a money return guarantee. So if the course isn't meeting your expectations, just let me know by the end of October and I will send you your money back. No questions asked. It is really that simple. It's because I believe in my course and I know that you will get a lot of value of it. But if you don't feel that way, I'm happy to return your money and there's really no questions asked. So that makes Expat Life School a risk-free purchase. I would love to welcome you inside of Expat Life School. And if you have any questions about it, just let me know. I'm also offering free quick 15 minute match calls to see if Expat Life School is the right match for you. Anyway, take care and have a fabulous day wherever you are.